Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk on uh, the island of Manhattan. On a beautiful Sunday night, it's about 11 o'clock. Uh, today was a busy day, and I woke up like five minutes before I was supposed to talk to a client. Enough time to pee and feed the cats, and then the day was off and running. So I apologize for the late podcast, meant to do it earlier, but hey, you know, it happens when it happens, and sometimes on Sundays with Mercury retrograde and all the planets swirling around our heads, it doesn't happen when we want to, but it happens when it happens. And I think that should be our theme for this week. It doesn't happen when we want to, but it happens when it happens. And we are... Of course, in the middle of eclipse season, which, of course, makes everything a little crazy. And last week I had said, hey, watch out for Eris. Watch out for Eris. What's going to happen? And we had, you know, of course, Eris's Erica, Aaron, um, anything with an Eric, any one of those names. So we had the uh, the murder down in Atlanta we where we burned, the Wendy's was burned down. And Erica, the police chief, resigned. Um We've also had uh, Eris, of course, is discordant. She causes problems. Uh, And Mars, of course, is in Pisces. So Pisces is art. We've had a lot of uh, statues, which is a form of art, being Marsed, you know, taken down, moved, burned, released of their their Mars energy. Of course, the last time Eris and Pluto squared, which was January 24th when Kobe Bryant died, that was all the impeachment and that was where we had all of the um, uh, the John Bolton. Was he going to testify? Was he not going to? So what comes out this today, this week? His book, right? And a lawsuit uh, saying, what are we doing? We also had a couple of Supreme Court decisions. Eris Square Pluto, you know, saying, yes, it's okay to work while you're gay. You could get married five years ago, but you could get fired this year. And uh, not changing the DACA ruling, but just leaving it, so that gets to be resolved on another day. But Eris or Pluto, you know, fighting and f- fighting and striving. And then, of course, I'm always like, okay, where is Eris? Where is she causing discord? And so there was a lot of discord about Trump's uh, Cheeto's speech this weekend, and then there were all these empty seats. And all those Zoomers, God bless them, the K-pops and the TikToks and the Zoomers, they ordered hundreds of tickets, thousands of tickets that they had, and they didn't have any intention of showing up. That's Eris, the goddess of discord, and it was apparently prompted by uh, a woman, a teacher suggesting it, and it kind of went viral and uh, acted upon. So it was a form of discord. It was form, a form of social uh, reaction. So we watch Eris square Pluto. I remember we're, we're only at two of five. Right, so we still have a few more to go, but I kept looking for something. And of course, India and China are fighting. You know, they're having this little border spat. So that we have to watch because that was where the eclipse was. Um, so maybe it was a little more subtle this time. I'm still waiting though. I'm like, come on, you, you know, Eris, you're disappointing me. I'm waiting for a big one. <sighs> Gonna have to wait a little longer. It is what it is. Um, so at any rate, we are we are in we are in you know COVID COVID times, coronavirus times, and we still have that little clump of energy moving along. Uh, and this week we're still in eclipse period. So we had the lunar eclipse on June 5th, which is a full moon. Now tonight, last night, we had the new moon eclipse, and that was visible over uh, out of Africa across India into China, 
across the northern, you know, up into Beijing area, much more direct over over China. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. We know eclipses are big. They mark sections. This is a total eclipse on the world point. We know if we go back in 19-year increments, we get uh, 2001, 9-11, 1982, Iran-Contra, 1963, Kennedy assassination, 1944, June Day, uh, D-Day. So we we know these are juicy, right? And our job is to kind of be like, all right, you know, we're working at it, we're paying attention, and it's bringing things to light. A lot of people are having very hard times emotionally right now. Mars hit Neptune, and this week, Neptune stations, which is very swirly, very foggy, very emotionally unclear, okay, So, you know, if you find you're feeling a little emotionally unclear, she stations, Neptune stations to go retrograde until Scorpio time, stations on June 23rd, and usually the few days before, the five days before, which is where we are now, and the five days after, uh, we feel it. We feel that enormous emotional stuff. And there's usually some kind of emotional water or gas. Neptune rules gas. Neptune rules oil. Right, big oil stuff. So Neptune, as the ruler of those areas, when he stops, there's sometimes a big event around that. So we're going to watch for that this week because it's happening during eclipse time, right? You know, because eclipses always bring things to light. The other thing that happens this week is Mars goes into Aries. Now, he spent the last month and a half in Pisces, and I was, you know, when I'm being in my more morbid role, as the cur- the curmudgeonly astrologer, I was like, yeah, when Mercury was in Pisces, he brought the virus. And now with Mars in Pisces, he's running around spreading it really aggressively because Mars is much more assertive and aggressive than uh, than Mercury is. And, of course, he hit Neptune, which was that, that was the eruption of the energy on June 5th. We had those kids splashing in the pool. We had the videotape in, in the city. Uh, the Coopers, you know, fighting over whether the dog should be leashed and, uh, you know, calling him in for being black while bird watching, And then we had, of course, the George Floyd murders, which triggered the Mars-Neptune protests, which we've been riding with. Well, this week, Mars goes into Aries. And somebody wrote, can I say when it's going to get intense? I'm going to say, okay, it gets intense on Friday. I know, you guys are ready for a break. It actually gets, yeah, it, Mars goes into, uh, goes in on the 27th, and he kicks up, uh, he kicks up stuff. And right the day before, on the 26th, he squares the nodes of fate. So this week, now remember, last time we had the eclipse, and Mars didn't trigger the eclipse point until September 11th. He had the eclipse in June and got triggered in November, in September. This week we have the eclipse today. And Mars triggers it in a couple of days. So this is a big week. And I know everybody's like really exhausted and really tired. And you want to just sit in the bed with your covers over your head. And that's not a bad idea. Uh, You know, myself personally, I know uh, I normally do stuff on Saturday, you know, Sunday night. And I was like, oh, God, I want to go to sleep. Like, i got to do the column. i got to do the podcast. Oh, God, I want to go to sleep. So uh, just no very emotionally wrought week. Uh, and with Mars shifting into the Lord of Fire, out of water, you know, kind of imagine he's been swimming in the ocean all these months, this last month and a half. 
and he leaps onto the beach. And he's in Aries. He's in the sign of the match. He's in the sign of fire. So he gets much more passionate. Now, we start to really pay attention when he gets to July 25th, when he enters the degree of his retrograde station. But as he goes forward through the early part, from 0 to 15 these next few weeks, he is going to be setting up stuff. He's going to be setting up the story that we're going to be arguing and fighting over when we get to the middle part of Aries, when he's between 15 and 28. So we watch this energy this week as he shifts. Then the other thing we have, I know it's not enough that we got Mars entering Aries, hitting the nodes of fate, triggering the eclipse degree, <laughs> plus Mercury's retrograde, so we don't have a clue what's going on. And every two days, the moon changes, and we get all emotional in a new way. And and Neptune stationing to go retrograde, and and Venus at long last stationing to go direct. She stations to go direct this week. Now, she's in Gemini, so she's answering to retrograde Mercury in Cancer, so she's emotional too, right? And every two days, two and a half days, when the moon changes signs, she gets a new dose of emotion. So, very emotional week. Uh, My caution to you is sit and listen. Um, You don't have words for this. Mercury's in water. He has feelings, but he doesn't have words. And again, he's only 14. Venus is uh, 5, so they're kind of young. Neptune is party drunk at 21. You know, talked to a few people this week that were like, yeah, I used to party a lot when I was in my 20s. <laughs> so this is also a big week for those of you who have been sober and maybe are having a little trouble to double down on your meetings because people's addictive behaviors are going to be up. They're going to want that. They're going to want that substance, whatever it is. In my case, it's garlic knot rolls. <laughs> I've been really trying to be very good on a low-carb diet, and this one wonderful little Italian place near me makes really good Parmesan, you know, eggplant Parmesan, which I ordered. And, of course, they send the garlic knot rolls. And I look at them and I go, you should throw those away. <laughs> and did I throw them away? No, because <laughs> I like my carbohydrates. So watch what your Neptune is this week. It's going to be very active. It's going to be very active. And, of course, that is music, that is song, that is singing, but it's also really big emotions, very big feelings. So we want to be really kind to ourselves, and we want to remember this is eclipse season, and eclipse seasons make you feel like you have to positively, can't take it a second longer, got to do something, oh, my God, I can't take it, I got to, got to, got to. That's the energy of eclipses. And we do feel that. We do get a little intense. Now, the nice part is there's a grand trine in air. So if we take a couple of really good deep breaths, we can calm it down. We can breathe it out. We can hold it, hold, you know, take a breath in, hold it, and then breathe it out. That'll help a lot. Won't solve it, but it'll help a lot. Because a lot of times when there's this much tension in the air, we find ourselves holding our breath. And breath, of course, oxygenates us, it relaxes us, it helps us, helps us calm down. So breathe this week. Breathe and be quiet. Take five deep breaths, 14 deep breaths before you say anything, because Mercury is at 14. And just kind of, you know, watch watch your feelings. Watch what surfaces. Now, somebody asked me, and I thought this was a really good question, so I'm going to take a second to talk about it. Um, 
one of the things that, you know, we're, you know, I always say do your Saturn, do your Saturn, right? And one of the things that's happening, which we forget, you know, because we're really focused on all the stuff that's ending and all the things that are changing and all the things that are kind of like, you're going you're gonna to trash George Washington? Oh, yeah, he did own slaves. I mean, it's like the, like I'm having my aha moments, right? George, George, he was, you know, the first president. Back then they thought it was okay to, you know, you kind of were like, okay, Ian, you know, we're going through a shift. Back up, sit down, listen, watch. Good point, good point. And I think as the structures shift, collapse, change, migrate, we want to really be very conscious of those structures. The other thing that happens with Saturn and Pluto meeting up, the good the good news is they're they're a little older, right? They're kind of high in the sky, high in numbers. But they're bringing up people's old traumas. They're bringing up old wounds. They're bringing up things from our past that were structures that we built a lot of our belief systems on. We built a lot of what we thought was important based on what we were told by our parents, what we were told by our Saturn. And remember, Saturn is the planet that's kind of the loudest in our ear, talking to us about what we should do. So when you hear yourself saying you should or you shouldn't, you're hearing Saturn speak, right? And so that's why it's really important because one of the things we're really learning about here because everybody's having a Saturn transit. We're learning about their transits. We're learning about their Saturn. We're learning about their internal, solid, scared, overcompensating, eventual competency place. We're learning about their karma, right? We're learning what that story is. And we have to kind of back up and say, Okay, let me think about it. Let me look at it from a different perspective. Let me get a different way of looking at it and 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 try and understand what you're talking about. I'm going to suggest because Neptune is stationing, we might not have words to do it. We might have emotions that help us do it. And I want to just suggest that when Neptune stops, we often project onto someone else our own biases, right? That's what projection is, you know. So if someone's saying to you, you know, you, usually that's their issue, right? That, you know, you're reflecting it to them. And just remember, we're in a funhouse mirror right now with the North Node in Gemini. So the minute you hear something and you react like I did George Washington, well, he's the... Father, he he's the one that didn't want to be a king. He's the one that said, no, he fought the revolutionary. And then I went, yeah, but he owned slaves. And I went, okay, I get it. I had to kind of stop, stop, and go, yeah, okay. I mean, he thought it was okay. And, you know, I, my one of my favorites is Maya Angelou. You know, she, her comment, well, I know better now, so I do better. I learned I figured it out. And I think that's part of our part of our journey, you know. So when Trump was uh you know, planning on having the rally on the day of the massacre in Tulsa, 
and in Tulsa, the place of the massacre, on the day of Juneteenth, which was the emancipation of the slaves. The last slaves, two years after the Civil War ended, they finally got to Texas. Imagine today, it gets there to, you know, your Twitter feed bumps it to you. And apparently he asked all these people, "What do you know what Juneteenth is? Do you know what Juneteenth is? And nobody in his White House knew except his African-American Secret Service man. Uh, and, you know, the good news was he asked. And that's our question. That's our purpose. And here I am agreeing with Trump. you got to ask. <laughs> if you don't know, you have to ask. And you have to go, what? What? And then go, and maybe say it to yourself quietly. Don't go, what? What? Because that sounds a little judgmental. But when you hear that little voice go, you go, okay. <laughs> what? All right. Let me think about that. You know, let me, you know, two ears, two ears, one mouth. Think twice. Breathe, breathe, breathe a deep breath and then go, okay, the purpose of eclipses is to help me see something I never saw before. And I'm going to tell you, at the end of this week, you're going to be going, I do believe in eclipses. I do, I do, I do. I do believe in eclipses. Um, and just honor honor what comes up for you. It's not a judgment. It, I mean, it might feel like a judgment when it happens, okay? I'm just saying it's going to probably feel a little judgy. They use the should word. That's your hint. It's their Saturn talking. If you use the should word on yourself, that's your Saturn talking, and some weeks we do need to be a little gentler with ourselves, and this is one of those weeks. And uh, kind of just, you know, try and be in the flow. Try and not be in the judgment. going to be hard. going to be hard. You're going to pop into the judgment. Not saying don't judge. Just saying observe the judgment. Observe it. And then go, okay. Okay. I'm judging that. Let me, let me look at where I'm judging it from. That's the Saturn-Pluto place. That's the place we want to, that's the place that's rotor-rootering in our life. And remember, we're going to have Jupiter and Pluto meet up at the end of the week, Yeah, but we're going to feel them getting ready to meet up again. They met up in, on the 24th of March. So they're going to have rally number two at the end of this, not next week's podcast, but you're going to feel them building, right? Plus we're still in eclipse season, plus Mars changes signs, plus Neptune goes retrograde, plus Mercury's retrograde, plus Venus goes direct. Plus, Mars hits the nodes. Mars hits the eclipse. Plus, like, can we just go to bed now and not come up for a little while? Plus, the eclipse was in conjunct to Saturn, asking us to adjust, asking us to adjust and look and say, okay, I get it. George owned slaves. And even though he cut a cherry tree down and he swore not to tell a lie, now I know that's not a true story. Snopes will tell you that's not true. But that's what they told us. You know, and that's really what's happening here. We're really learning what did they tell us versus what they knew. And even Dr. Fauci told us he lied to us this week. Somebody asked him, well, you know, you told everybody no mass. How come? Now you're telling us mass. He goes, well, we were a little worried that everybody would go out and buy masks. I'm like, Dr. Fauci, you lied to us. Well, Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, Dr. Fauci lies? You know, I mean, you got to kind of watch your reactions here because we're going to have our, we're going to have an adjustment in how we see the world. And that's okay. That's what's called growing up, figuring it out, honoring it, appreciating that we're in this wild ride 
called Life, and we are on a real wild ride right now. And our job is to get off the ride. I remember being on a roller coaster as a little kid and not knowing what it was. My grandparents asked me, and it was like a little tiny roller coaster. We're not talking big. I was with my grandparents. They put me on this roller coaster, and I was terrified. And it wasn't long. It was probably like a two-minute roller coaster ride. It was a very short little thing. It was the size of a merry-go-round. It was a little kid's ro- I hated it. I hated it. And earlier this week I was talking to someone. I said, oh, so what happened here? She goes, the goats. My parents put me in, and I was I was surrounded by goats and sheep, and they, people fed them, and they wanted they were they were they were they were like crushed. They were you know she was really terrified. Her parents completely oblivious that her she was having this very hard experience with the goats and the sheep, kind of crushed. And of course it's a feeding zoo, so they're like hi 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 feed me feed me, and uh, and she experienced this very overwhelming. Right, she's Pluto and Virgo and domestic animals. And at age five, right? So look at your plans. Look at the ages. See what see what's being triggered. Watch the memories that surface, especially if they're emotional memories. Sit with them. Visit them. Talk to them. See them now through your older eyes, and see what they tell you. See how they shaped you. See how they encouraged you to become the person you are. And now, as Saturn goes. Pluto and Jupiter, see if you still need them, or see if you're willing to change that story, release it, thank it for what it taught you, bid it fond goodbye, or you're going, you know what, I like that story, my parents tortured me, they never noticed me, I'm good with that too, <laughs> it's it's all about consciousness, it's all about, that's what eclipses do, they make us conscious, we might not like it, but they help us see things, <sighs> I know, long-winded today, wasn't I? All right, on to the moon. Today's the moon's in cancer. How do we nurture ourselves? How do we care for ourselves? How do we love ourselves? How do we take care of ourselves? He's in cancer tomorrow on the 22nd. Do a new moon ritual on this one. This one is a new moon on the north node. It wants to grow something. Closing aspect is at 3.20 a.m. on Tuesday, the 23rd, and it closes with a lot, trying to that lovely Mars at the last degree of Pisces. So this new moon ritual is really big. And I know people go, don't do a new moon ritual on a solar eclipse. I'm like, this is a new moon on the world point, on the north node. Do a new moon ritual on it. Just say at the end of it. And and whatever else you think would be good, I'd like to. You know, like throw that in. Give the universe a little room to work. Moon goes into Leo on the 23rd at 820, uh, 8.33 in the morning. So he's in Leo Tuesday. He's in Leo Wednesday. He's in Leo Thursday until 1.05 p.m., but he goes void. He's void all day Wednesday, the 24th, and he goes void. Uh, he's in Leo. He goes void with a square to Uranus. So that's a breakup, separate, don't want to do this anymore, can't take it, but also it's a void moon all day, the 24th. So that's helpful because the day before, Neptune is going to station to go retrograde, and you're going to want to stay in bed anyway. Right, so the 23rd is a void moon, and I would just kind of go moon square Uranus. I'm in the mood to blow up stuff. I'm feeling very upset. The world's going to be blowing up. You know, I just maybe I need a day off. So mark the 23rd as a day off. Venus goes direct on the 25th. She turns direct at uh, in the morning at 2:48 a.m. at five of uh, 5:20 Gemini, and the moon goes into Virgo. 
Thursday afternoon. It's in Virgo Thursday afternoon, all day Friday, Saturday till 4.02. And in Virgo, it goes void opposite Mars. So again, a separating aspect. So Monday and Tuesday, we get stuff done. Well, Sunday and Monday, we get stuff done. The rest of the week, we let go of stuff. I know it's an eclipse. You're like, I thought it's a new moon eclipse. It is. It's a new moon eclipse that says I'm letting go of this so I can grow and be better. So the moon is void at 4.02 p.m. on Saturday the 27th with an opposition, and then it enters Libra at 4.16 a few minutes later. And it's in Libra Saturday afternoon, Sunday. It's in Libra Saturday afternoon, uh, Saturday night, Sunday. And then Monday it goes void at 9.02 a.m., and the moon in Libra goes void with a square to Jupiter, which is an overdoing energy, but it's intense. Hard day is the 25th, a lot of inconjuncts, because the moon in Leo is inconjunct all of the COVID planets. So that's usually a wild Twitter day for Cheeto, but that also is a wild day for us. And it's a little intense on the Virgo moon uh, on Saturday. Moon void on Wednesday, big Neptune station, five days after that runs through next week and runs through the the 29th. And then right after that, on the 30th, Jupiter and Pluto meet up. So this is a big week. And Mars, of course, goes into Aries at 9.45 p.m. on the 27th. And the day before, he aspects the nodes of fate. He goes, boom, into the node. And uh, that's a big one, right? He squares the nodes. So he gives us a choice. And that's going to be the morning of the 26th. So when we look at the chart this week, of course, we had the eclipse today. Energy, energy, energy. Uh, the the, um, the the eclipse also aspected the nodes of fate because that's what they do. The sun and the moon are on the node, and the sun's kind of quiet this week. He gets to eight. Uh, he's now starting to come down. The days will get a little bit shorter every day. Mercury this week runs from uh, fourteen to ten. Uh, Cancer, and he has a health aspect on the twenty second, and a stressful aspect on the 22nd around how to proceed and what to do. He also has a um, trying to series, very very creative on the 26th, and he meets up with Vesta on the 28th saying, let's clean out the house. Venus, of course, stations to go direct on the 25th, and when we have her stop, you know, she's still in Gemini, so she's still answering to Mercury. That's on Thursday, and she goes direct in the morning, so we wake up Thursday morning and she's direct but it also makes us look at our relationships a lot of relationships swirling this week because Mercury's retrograde Venus is retrograde just for this little patch because Mercury went retrograde last week so they're both retrograde which means they're a double negative which is a positive remember your math minus one times minus one is one yeah that kind of thing so just know you know you break up with somebody you're emotionally crazy right now they're emotionally crazy, everybody breathe, or just kind of go, I'll, I'll give you a couple days to think about it if you really want to do that, <laughs> and then go home. Um, Venus is also contra-parallel series on the 26th, so that is a lot about fighting with the mother, or fighting with the creative source, or in my case, fighting with the Delizia garlic rolls. Mars this week, very active. He's sextile to Athena which is helpful because he helps you see things, but remember, Athena's is retrograde. He's sextile to Sedna, which is very much emotional waters. He's forming a minor grand trine to those two. 
He hits the nodes and squares them on the 26th, which is choice, choice, choice. And remember, the north node is in Gemini. The south node is in Sag. It's kind of like either way, the choice is kind of, you know, if you go into the north node, you're going towards Mercury retrograde and Cancer. If you go into the south node, you're going towards Jupiter and Capricorn. So if you can defer the decision, defer the decision. But if you can't and you have to pick, well, you've got the you've got the choices there. Mars goes into Aries on the 27th, and he sextiles Saturn, boom, right after he gets there on the 28th. So he's going to say to Saturn, okay, okay, big guy, let's go to work. And Saturn's going to go, I'm up for going to work, but I have to go retrograde first. So I'll catch you in August, and then again in October, and then again next December, and we'll figure it out then. So there's a there's something planted on the 28th. Jupiter has a huge health aspect on the 25th. Watch for a coronavirus bloom. Um, and then he also is square, Eris, the 26th. So that may be when my Eris event happens. I don't think it's Erica quitting. But, you know, I could be wrong. And then Uranus is sextile to Vesta on the 25th, encouraging us to close things, throw things away, release stuff, uh, let it go. Um I was talking to my uncle the other day, and he threw away all his fat clothes because he lost a lot of weight, but he's gained 15 pounds, (laughs) so his pants don't fit. So I think that'll be the day Uncle Neil goes shopping for new pants. Neptune, as we mentioned, stations on the 23rd at 2057 Pisces, and she's also contraparallel Neptune, so she's really dissolving some of our more uh, intense relationships. Pluto, of course, is Quindicilli Vesta on the 24th. Uh, these are all these are all health aspects. So we can see the we know what the health thing is out there in the world. Um, and then Vesta is Quindicilli Athena on the 27th. So it's a big week, and uh, you know with this much activity, and uh, you know I just remember the saying of my my first astrology teacher, a uh, really brilliant astrologer named John Marcuselli. He's like. It's been a problem for a long time. You don't have to act on it now, <laughs> but you want to, so don't. <laughs> That's why astrology exists, to tell you not to act on it, because you're feeling pushed. You're feeling pushed, pushed, pushed. On the other hand, one of my other favorite astrologers, a guy named Joe Adeo, A-D-D-E-O, he's got a Facebook page, and he did a dramatic interp I actually almost called him to say, Are you okay? He did a dramatic interpretation of the eclipse that he should win a he should win a daytime Emmy for. So go look him up on Facebook and watch that. Because he was like, Oh my god, I have to take it was very cute. And I mean I thought he was it was real when I watched it for about you know, and then I went, He's he's just pulling with us. He's just playing with us. But it is um it's it's an interesting week, and I would encourage you to remind everybody you know it's an eclipse. You don't have to take action, even though you really want to. The point of it is to make you aware, to make you think about it, to make you go, hmm, George Washington owned slaves. Yeah. Okay, got it. And then the other part, you know, and I just want to throw this in because I think redemption is part of the journey here. I remember Dan Savage, who's one of my favorite columnists. He used to write a sex column in The Village Voice, which now The Village Voice is no more, but he has a sex column online. And he got asked when um, Barack and Hillary changed their positions on gay marriage. He's a gay guy. 
he said, you know, pretty well, why aren't you mad at them? Why aren't you mad at them? You know, they, they were they were against gay marriage. And he said, well, I could be mad at them, or I could look and I could say, you know, they looked at it, they thought about it, they realized they were wrong, they changed their mind. We're allowed to change our mind. I'm allowed to agree with Trump. First thing I've ever agreed with him on. Right? He asked around to see, did anybody know what that meant? I mean, he actually asked. I'm like, I'm impressed he asked. I didn't think I didn't think he ever liked to show ignorance. I mean, he may have asked just to prove that he wasn't the only one that didn't know what it meant, but at least he asked. I'm like, wow, okay, good for you. Honor, honor the opportunity for change. Honor that the people in your life can change. Honor that you can change. You can forgive your parents for leaving you with the goats to be eaten alive by goats coming after you because they wanted your food that your mother had bought and given to you but you didn't know you were supposed to give it to goats and they were trying to eat your clothes. <laughs> you know, like a little traumatic. Yeah? You can forgive my grandparents for putting me on that stupid roller coaster and scared the shit out of me. Uh... And I wanted to get off. Watch for those events. Watch for those events in your life this week. The universe is stirring them up and having you really get to know them on a whole new level. And opportunity forgiveness, opportunity for understanding, opportunity for grandparents probably not being aware, thinking, oh, she'd probably like the roller coaster. We can't get the kid to sit down and shut up. Let's put her on the roller coaster and see what that does to her. You know how it goes, right? It's all a learning experience. That's why we're here on planet Earth. And uh, so with the eclipses in mind, we now go towards the emotional eclipse. Right, right. You thought this was emotional already. You haven't seen anything yet. Wait till you see the one on July 5th. So we're off and running. We're going to have a good week. We're just going to remember we're not in charge. We're on the ride. We're on the wild roller coaster ride. Where's well? I mean, that was... And it was like a slow thing, you know. It was it only would go up like three feet and then down and then up and then down, but it was in the circle, and I was terrified. I did not like roller coasters. I looked at. I've never been on, you know. If I dated a guy, he wanted to go ride that Coney Island thing. Looks like a rickety thing that's going to fall off the tracks. I was like, I'm not getting on that. He's like, you're not getting on. I said, I'm not getting on that. That looks like really scary. Um, that was we we didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> but I have trauma with an early roller coaster. Think of your early traumas. When they come up this week, be really nice to that little kid that remembered it. And I'm sending you a lot of love and a big hug. And we're all going to get through this because we're all going to get through this together. And we're going to focus on where the universe is pushing, poking, shooting us into change, should, 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 or asking us to remember things that maybe weren't so much fun. <sighs> but we're still here. Yeah. We take a big breath, and we go, and we release and forgive. We release and let go if we don't want to forgive. You don't have to forgive. You can hang on to it, but you can let it go so it doesn't guide you anymore. That's what Saturn and Pluto is asking. Metamorphosis and change. Go along with it, or it's a little harder. Well, well, there's different uh, posts. I'll argue the other position next week. But this week I would say, Neptune, you're on the ride. Have fun. I will catch you next week. Earlier, earlier. It'll be the 6 o'clock next week. Take care. Bye-bye.